Welcome to the Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial yet forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. This series is named after the Genius of Liberty, one of the first U.S. periodicals published by a woman. Elizabeth A. Aldrich covered national women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education, equal pay for equal work, and voting rights for women. She also had ties to the Mercantile Library. Catherine Durek writes and voices Genius of Liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series. Today's story is fake news. The letter of support sent by Ohio activist Lucius A. Hine to the first National Women's Rights Convention made national headlines, and Hine objected. Fake news, the author would have charged had the incident occurred today. In the aftermath of the first National Women's Rights Convention in Worcester, Massachusetts, a false statement attributed to Ohio's Lucius Alonzo Hine ricocheted across the country along newly forged telegraphic networks. Mr. Telegraph, you lie, the activist accused. Indignant, his words had been twisted to create controversy. As dozens of newspapers picked up and reprinted the story, Hine vented his spleen at editors who had willfully misconstrued his meaning. As a labor activist, abolitionist, and women's rights supporter who traversed the country lecturing, Hine constructed his arguments carefully. The gravity of the misrepresentation combined with its rapid dissemination alarmed the seasoned journalist, and he voiced his concern in the Cincinnati nonpareil beneath the scathing headline, Telegraph abuses. An error or misrepresentation dispatched from Washington might prove of the most serious consequences, Hine conjectured. Suppose that the Telegraph should send out a false report of the discussion and action of Congress. Is it not apparent to all that the most disastrous consequences might thus be produced? When the whole country is aroused by a political excitement and the parties are equally divided, suppose that all eyes are turned to Ohio as the state that will probably decide the contest, he continued, anticipating the state's status as a political bellwether. Suppose telegraphic reporters should give a false report of the election. Is it not clear that the party in whose favor the reports were made would be greatly encouraged and strengthened and that the opposite party would be discouraged? Would not the telegraph in such case hold the balance of power and by one falsehood actually decide a political contest? This should not be, Hind declaimed. On Saturday, we noticed a gross misrepresentation of the doctrines advanced in our letter to the Women's Rights Convention, he complained. While the papers accurately reported his position that women should be allowed to take on men's tasks like voting and maybe even legislating if they so chose, it was the seemingly necessary cultural corollary that generated outrage. According to the papers, the activist betrayed his sex and challenged core ideas of manliness by saying that women could fight our battles and that as a result, men must take on nursery and kitchen duties. Hine denounced his detractors as liars. Nothing could be falser than this, he said. 
The idea of the letter is this, that all legal restraints not demanded for the protection of human rights should be abolished. In short, we believe in leaving every individual free to develop his or her powers and to obtain such influence and station as they can respectively command. In a remark that doubtless startled his readers, Hein posed a prescient question. If I choose to vote for a woman, who would forbid me? And if a woman should prove herself so powerful as to command the votes of a congressional district, what reason is there in nature or democracy for saying to the people, you shall not vote for her, and saying to her, you shall not serve if elected? The fact is, Hein closed, because the majority of men think she has no rights, the reporters took pains to misrepresent the proceedings of Worcester. This won't do. The public will lose all confidence in the telegraph unless such abuses are reformed. Thank you for listening to The Genius of Liberty. You can subscribe to The Genius of Liberty through Apple Podcasts and find all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash thegeniusofliberty. Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Genius of Liberty stories come to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. You belong here.